Hi, this is Shelley Cummings, and welcome to Two Guys in Search of an Argument. We are lucky today to have all of us in the United States. This That's is true. Shelley Cummings. I'm in Indianapolis. We have Peggy Bennett, who is in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Please John stop using Hines. my last name. <laughs> oh, yeah, she, oh yeah, Peggy's somehow gonna remain gonna remain anonymous. Okay. <laughs> it's not gonna work. <laughs> John Heinz, who is in Chicago, Illinois, and Jim Gentilly, who is in Washington. Silver Springs, Maryland. Silver Springs, Maryland. No S at the end of Silver, silver Spring. 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 Oh, Spring. Oh, oh, it's okay. one. There's one Silver Spring. Well, actually, okay. there was a Silver Spring. Terrible intro which was ever. Found, which is <laughs> it was why fine. they named it. It was your silver first Spring. time. Yeah, what are we talking about today? Today, we are going to talk about the upcoming Oscars with our resident Oscar expert, Jim Gentilly. And as we all know, the Oscars are going to be on February 24th, and we are going to go through some of the nominees, Best Picture, Best Actress, Best Actor, and really pick Jim's brain on some historical facts about the Oscars. What awesome. at work? Let me the, let me also say that when we post uh, this this episode, we'll also be posting uh, just some research that I did. Not anything really amazing, but some research I did about various different uh, indicators that people use to predict the upcoming Oscars. Like who it's like won a PhD dissertation. Globe. It's not like a PhD. It's all. Information is easily obtainable in the in the. Uh, it's all general on knowledge. The internet? It's easily obtainable uh, in the internet. Yeah, basically, you could do an the internet search and webs. find out all this stuff. But I agree with the John. Internet. It was like a PhD um, dissertation. I could barely my head. But was all spinning. I did was really put all the stuff in one place. It's just a collection of information. That's all I did. But anyway. It, it might be useful. It might be interesting to some pe- folks. So it'll be, and is, uh, if I refer to something tonight when we're talking about it, you can find the full record of this stuff in the piece that we're going to be posting on the website. Yep. Well, first of all, John, before I answer that question, is the um, are the Oscars on ABC? They are on ABC. Okay, because Peggy and had they a start at eight p.m. Eastern time. What time Which does the red what, carpet start? nine in the start? morning That's the in China. That we all want to watch. I believe the red yeah. carpet starts at six Eastern. Oh, Eastern. I'll be TiVoing that. John, so that so is that like means they 3 p.m. Nine a.m. Monday morning in China. Is that That's right? correct. I'll be wa- I'll be watching the Oscars at work. Um, Jim, can we send <laughs> your son there to do an interview Oscars? of people on the red carpet like no, we did? They don't. Willie would love to go, but I think you need actual press credentials. Don't we have a friend, a friend of the show who lives in L.A. and who's... uh... We have many friends of the show that live in L.A., but I don't know that they (laughs) can just show up with a microphone. The one one who is going to give me a party invite. I think they can. Why can't they? It's public. A party with David Tennant. Who's that? He's a former debater. who said that, but I think... Yes, that's Alex, but I think he might have been joking when he said that. He could go. He could go to yeah. the Oscars. Alex isn't a member of the Academy yet? No, you know, there's only 8,000 people that are members of the Academy, and it's and you don't just, like, sh- apply. Only. You have to be invited 
to apply for membership and there's and how do you criteria. how do you get the invite i think i should be so one. that's the, you have to be a middle-aged white man right well so that's, that's where an i think interesting we should start question. that's an interesting start with question. the history well okay well i mean i don't know if you want the whole history but i will tell you that in three sentences one thing <laughs> that is interesting about the academy the academy is that the size of the of the membership of the academy has increased by about 25% in just the past few years and that is because it what it relates that is a big increase it's gone from about 6400 members to somewhere over 8000 members and that is because they have their last few years has been a concerted effort to make the academy membership younger and more diverse uh, the L.A. Times did a story about five years ago that uh, determined that the at, the median age of the voters at the Academy Awards, members of the Academy, was 62 years old, that it was about uh, 75% male and about 90% mm-hmm. white. White. And, uh, and obviously yep. uh, that has become That's a problem. That's who goes to movies. Well, it's not just a matter of it's not it comes goes to movies. It's become a perceived. It's become an actual problem because it doesn't reflect accurately the film yeah. industry, and it also has become a problem that relates to the uh, issue about which films get chosen and which films get nominations, and right. whether those films, you know, how out of touch, let us say, the Academy is with the current mainstreams of both the movie industry, and the public at large. So I have a question for you, Jim. I understand that, you know, it's the, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, and there's these yeah. Academy members, and it's yes. grown. But I need more information further back. Like, how do you so get to be an Academy member, and how a, do they vote, and okay, all of that? Okay, it was a very small group. It was, I think, about 50 people that decided to start the Academy Awards. It was originally, the Motion Picture Academy was originally intended as a sort of effort to counteract the ongoing efforts at that time to unionize film employees. So this was considered to be sort of a counter, you know, we'll have this Motion Picture Academy instead of having the unions. Well, of course, that failed because, of course, you have the Screen Actors Guild and the Directors Guild and the Writers Guild and so forth and so on. So what happened over time is it gradually became a thing. It became a a recognized deal. And by the early 30s, it became a very big important part of the Hollywood culture. And then by 1940, the mid-1940s, it became a thing where they started broadcasting the ceremony on radio. And then in the early 50s, I think the first year was 1953, they started broadcasting it on television and it became a huge event. And, and from the 1950s till today, even the Academy Awards telecast is typically one of the highest rated telecasts of the year, certainly in terms of network television. Now, of course, like all network television, it has suffered by comparison because of the fragmentation of the audience in the old days when there were, only three or four channels to watch the Academy Awards, we get a huge number. It still gets a huge number, but a much smaller number because people have other alternatives besides the 
you know, whatever else is playing on NBC and CBS to watch. So people who um, call it the gay so, Super Bowl aren't quite accurate when they're in the comparison in terms of Well, it size. doesn't get as high a number as the Super Bowl, but it gets a very big number every year. But despite the fact that it gets a big number every year, ABC is not satisfied with the number it gets. And so there's this constant pressure to change things to make it to try to get the big, get a higher number. And that's why there's all this thing about who's going to host and there's all this stuff about trying to create new awards categories that will right. capture right. the public's imagination. Right. Right. And there's there's an ongoing effort. There's some discussion now that some of the awards will be given out during commercial breaks instead of actually during the telecast this year. So Jim. all of this is an ongoing. It's become a situation where for a number of people, particularly for ABC, and, and unfortunately, for some people in the Academy, it's become a question of the tail wagging the dog. Sure. The telecast, instead of serving the awards, the awards are now being attempted to try to serve the telecast. Well, I watched All About Eve in preparation for this podcast. And now that I've seen that movie, and I had never seen it before, I am, com- I am completely convinced that the entire thing is completely incestuous and and self uh, self obsessed to the point where I'm not sure it matters. But can I ask you one question, Jim? About of course, all about Eve is not about the movie business; it's about the theater business. But that's another six story. of one. It doesn't mean but the but it's a movie. <laughs> but but it's about it's a movie it's, about a movie. theater. But let me yeah. ask you this: How does it compare with the Golden Globes in terms of what they are? Are they are they a more democratic? At the no. risk or the Golden Globes actually organization? there are eight. Remember, I said there are about eight thousand Academy members. Yep. The Golden Globes are voted on by about 80 people. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay, so it's far the less. The Golden open. Globes is a creation of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which is non-U.S. publications that have standing corresp- have correspondence assigned to the Hollywood beat. So it's about Got 80 it. people right now. So, in other words, it's literally about 1% of the size of the Academy electorate. And how does that compare to the Screen Actors Guild? Uh, the Screen Actors Guild is actually larger because anybody who meets the requirements of getting a union card is eligible to vote in the Screen Actors Guild. And that's that's actually very big because the Screen Actors Guild uh, about, I want to say about seven or eight years ago, merged with AFTRA, which was the uh, union that represented television and radio artists. So, for example... Tony Kornheiser, who does a show on ESPN, uh, pardon the interruption, he's a member of SAG now because he was in AFRA. So he he gets to vote on the Screen Actors Guild. Awards. So can I segue into a question about okay. current movies and the Screen Actors Guild Awards? You can. What, you can. So I understand they don't have a best picture per se, but they have a uh, best ensemble or uh, I don't know what the... That is correct. So does that mean if you're yeah, not a giant... Production like, say, Black Panther, who won with all those people. That's a big production. You, but that's sort of their equivalent, right? To a best yeah. picture is the best that's ensemble. Right. That's right. That's right. Do you, does it have to be a large ensemble, or what makes an no. ensemble? No, no. Can it be five people? Yeah, sure. It could be. Well, and why do you think they do that? Just to have something different. I think they do it because name. it makes the awards more, uh, 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 you know, the Screen Actors Guild is also televised and they're trying to, you know, gin up some interest in the Screen Actors Guild Awards. That's my So they guess. just changed the name of the award. 
something like that. What really, I, you know, what I don't like about the Golden Globes, which I enjoy the Golden Globes because they're having they're having more fun. Um, I well, don't like the Golden Globes put... is because they're all they're actually sitting at tables and at least by legend they're all drinking during the Golden Globes telecast, so that may account for why they're having more fun. Right, and they eat, and they get up, and they go to the bathroom, and they whatever. But it's more, it's more. Whenever Scarface, Scarface says "fuck," they drink. <laughs> I don't think that is the case, but I think it's they drink anyway. Game they play. But they, I don't like that they put these certain movies in the same categories in the best uh, comedy or musical or whatever. When you've got, it doesn't seem like there's some of those movies are comparable to each other. Am I? Well, do you, do you agree with that? It's interesting. The, well, I will say that uh, when the Golden Globes first started, they had only one category for best picture. They split in 1951 into this comedy musical versus drama. Now, there are a lot of people who think that it is hard to compare, you know, a good dramatic film versus a good comedy film or versus a good musical film. I'm one of those people. So that's the origin of that. I will tell you, for example, in television, the Emmy Awards always split best comedy have always basically always split from between best comedy series best drama series right so uh that's that's been a traditional thing there has been people over the years who've said maybe the oscars should do that the problem is the way it works now is that the films the the people who are submitting the films get to decide what category they want to be in right and so Again, this is an example how the Golden Globes becomes not so much the end, but a means to an end. For a lot of these films and the studios or the companies behind them, the Golden Globes is considered a stepping stone to the Oscars. So what they want to do is they want to get, they want to win a Golden Globe, but they want to win it, if possible, in the drama category, because the drama category is the one that more typically is the one a film that wins a Golden Globe in the drama category is much more likely to be a Best Picture winner than a one that's picked in the musical or comedy category. Only 11 films that have been picked as Best Musical or Comedy by the Golden Globes have gone on to win the Academy Award for Best Picture. But a great, much greater number of films that have picked as Best Drama by the Golden Globes have gone on to win Best Picture. So you have, for example, two films, Bohemian Rhapsody, and A Star is Born, which by most people's definition would be considered musicals that were submitted in the best drama category. A Star is Born, maybe I'd give a little more latitude to saying it's not I a musical. I wouldn't call that a musical. There's no question. No way. I guess I wouldn't call either one a of them musical musicals. A musical is not lame like is. A musical is where you sing everything. Yeah, no, nobody is. sings everything Mia. unless it's an opera, John. No, There's it's like dialogue a and Yeah, but just short of everything. Yes. But no. I would call um, uh, Mary Poppins Returns more of a musical well, than okay, I would. Fair enough. But I mean, I, you know, I think they're musicals, but, you know, West Side Story is a musical. Let me ask one. Can I ask? Let me ask one more question to kind of set sure. the, this to, to kind of the big picture set the scene. And you may not know the answer to this, Jim, because it's a little off topic. But I know that the, there's a lot of commentary about how movies are dying with the over with as television and th and online and and video streaming becomes more popular. I'm a little bit curious about how like that's played out in terms of dollars spent on entertainment or in terms of revenue is movie revenue dropping like is the movie industry dropping as 
things like television shows are making more money or is is it is it pretty much the same as it's always been and all that's just hype uh that's a complicated question the, the answer is if you go by box office uh this past year the box office was bigger than ever it's gone up uh but uh you know has it the big thing that is happening now is both television and the traditional understanding of cinema are being affected by the streaming services, Netflix and Amazon most particularly. Because what Netflix in particular is doing, and Amazon to some extent, is they're beginning to create their own content. Obviously, for for television, they've been doing that for a while. They're doing it for films. The film Roma is a Netflix film. It is eligible for the Oscars because they right. put it into the theaters to make it eligible for the Oscars. Netflix has mounted a huge publicity campaign to try to win the Oscar for Roma. And it, but it's a Netflix film. So it's been available on Netflix virtually from the day it was released into the theaters. And it's not been released into the theaters in the same wide dispersion as, as most of the other Best Picture nominees have been. So that's the real impact. But what in terms of it's more a question of shifting. When you say the movie business, it's more a question of shifting people's viewing habits, right? Than it is of right. affecting the production of films. In fact, the immediate impact is that Netflix is producing a lot of content, almost more content than people can absorb right now, both as viewers and as producers. And so therefore the immediate impact has been a positive one on the economics of the movie slash television business. The question of how it's all going to play out, of course, remains unwritten. But the way people are watching is changing. And I know I heard somewhere that Netflix is going to start making mostly 10-minute or 15-minute long mini shows, and that's like the direction things are going in, like the YouTubization well, of there, that may content. Be, I mean, that may absorption. be the case, but I don't know that, that that's to be true, and I haven't seen that. And there's no okay. – But in terms of people watching movie-length things, people are doing that in the same quantity they were. They're, we're not seeing any massive shift in like the length of things people are watching. Well, I mean, Black Panther – for example, Black Panther in the theaters was the highest grossing film of all time. So, so the answer is the away. kind is it, of movies wait, is, is was, changing. To some wait, extent. Jim, yeah. highest grossing of all time yeah. or just for this year? Highest grossing of all time hmm. on a worldwide basis. Well, is that adjusted for inflation? No, obviously it's not the adjusted. I mean. That's amazing. That's a, such right. a weird. So I yeah. missed, I, I had to step away for a second. There was a canine altercation. Uh, but I, so I don't know. Is that know the same as a dog fight? About... Is a <laughs> yeah. canine altercation like a dog fight? Or, uh... I don't really like the fact that Roma can be, I don't think like uh, movies that are on made for Netflix should be in the same category. Well, but okay, but Roma was released into the theaters. the The eligibility oh. for an okay, Oscar I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Okay, I take me, it back. Let me explain this. In order to be eligible for an Oscar, a, a movie has to play to the public in a theater for at least one week in Los Angeles, in the greater Los Angeles area. Okay. Well, that's snobby. I'm glad though. 
I'm glad to hear that. So N- Roma meets that How about New York. A few years yeah, ago. Yeah, I agree with you, Peggy. A few years ago, <laughs> a documentary that was essentially made for television, a very good documentary about the O.J. OJ Simpson, was released and put uh-huh. in the theaters and won the Academy Award for Best Documentary. So that's the forerunner. There have been other films in recent years that have gotten nominations of various types for various awards. But, but Roma is really the first serious attempt to actually get the big prize for one of these, uh, you know, and, and there are people that are conflicted about that. There are people that have some qualms about that. On the other hand, uh, you know, there are people who uh, look at yeah, it. support it. But there, I imagine there's always going to be some gray area on the fringes of whether, whether things are in or out, and they have to draw their own lines. The, the thing that interests me about Roma in particular is – whether when it was being made, what's the director's name? Cuarón. Alfonso Cuarón. Cuarón. When when he made it, did he make it visualizing people looking at it on televisions, or did he make it visualizing or imagining people looking at it on a big screen? Because that to me is like core to what I think of as movies, the big screen versus little screen. And it seems like that line is getting merged heavily or is getting crossed more than I'm worried about whether, you know, Roma was made for Netflix and therefore really, and they knew they were going to make money on Netflix. Well, I can't, I can't speak for (laughs) Alfonso Cuaron, but I am sure he had an arrangement where Netflix promised him that that film would be right. I think there are some movies like Blank, uh, Black Panther that need to be seen on a big screen because of all the action and the... And those yeah. are the kind yeah, of movies sure. that tend to do better on a big screen. We talked yeah. about this last year, John. Where yeah, we talked Dunkirk. about the fact that you yeah. saw Dunkirk like on a phone or something and it didn't have <laughs> the phone. same impact for you that it had for a lot of... It was on a computer screen, but it's it's the same Aww, point. Yes, yeah. it's yeah. true. And it was and it destroyed it. I think it wrecked the film for me. But whereas Roma, I saw on a, on a fairly large screen television, like a 42-inch television, yeah. and it didn't that's lose anything nothing. for me. It was fine. That's like well, a you know I mean, that's another point to be made, which is that television screens, people's home television screens are getting larger and larger, yeah. too. Size matters. So, so Fahrenheit 451, man. Soon it's going to be four walls of your living room. They're all going to be screens. Um, <laughs> yes, but there's a difference between screens that you can view and where they can view you, John. So That's, that's a good point. Another. But I live in China, so. They're Jim, watching you at the all eight times. Movies that are, the eight movies that are up for are. Best Picture, Academy. Um, yes. what would be your top? Three in order. Number one, number two, number three. And w- and well, wait, I Shelley. Of the eight uh, films. Jim, hold on. I need Shelly to be more specific. What does he think is going to win or what would he pick? What does he think is going to win? Oh, okay. So I was going to ask the other question. Answer the other See, question. that's why I'm here. So I think... Well, do both. Do both then. Okay. Well, if I were, if I were voting, I would unhesitatingly vote for Roma, because I think it is clearly the best of the eight films nominated. Hallelujah. Uh, The other, the only other, there's only two other films that I really uh, think of overall. I mean, I'm not saying there's no positives in any, in these other films at all. There are positive things. Uh, I don't like the film, the favorite, but I think some of the acting in it is very good, for example. But the other two films I would basically give a qualified thumbs up to that are nominated 
are Black Panther and Black Klansman. In that order, Black Panther would be number two. Eh, some, yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? So that's what I you think. That's, that's what you would do. But what do what you I, think yeah. will win? I think, and and by the way, just so I know, I wonder if you all have forgotten. We all we all made predictions as to what was going to get the best picture not that long ago, mm-hmm. and I think that John Heights is going to prove to have been right, and I yes. think Roma is going to win best. It's picture. the best movie this year by by a, a significant but again, margin. John, when we when we talked about the Oscars last year, we discussed how rarely does the best picture. And first of all, I don't think it's actually the best picture of all the films I've seen in 2018, but I do think it's a good Well, that's movie. an interesting conversation. What's the best picture about. you've but, seen in 2018? But it's so... Uh, the best picture I've seen is a Danish film, which I was hoping would at least get a Best Foreign Language uh, Film nomination, but did not. It was, on the, it was on the short list, but didn't make the final five. It's called The Guilty. Hmm. It's I've a very, it. very interesting film. It's basically... Uh, it's, it's the kind of film where... Uh, describing too much of the plot will spoil it for people, but it is about an officer who is on the uh, communications duty because of a of an incident. He's been suspended from like active, you know, being on the beat duty, and he's working the communications system. And something happens while he's working the communications system, and I'll leave it at that. So it's science and fiction. It's a, no, I'm just kidding. I'm trying to redirect people away from think knowing what it's about so that they'll like it more okay no i mean it's a very very intense <laughs> okay go back to finish you your, your what do you think kind of is going to win i think roma's going to win but and I then will what say else shelly asked for not, three she asked for three okay if i were going to pick what i think are the other big contenders <laughs> thank you so tough I think today green book <laughs> is a big contender i think it's an abominable film although it has a fine performance by maharshala arli and I think an abomination I do in the think eyes there's of God. an outside chance that Black Panther could win. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. Mm. And again, one of the things we talked about last year, but I'll bring up again because it's worth noting, is that in 2009, they changed the for best picture, only for best picture. They vote by what's called pre- ranked voting or preferential voting, which means you don't just vote for your top choice for best picture. You rank. And you put, this is my first choice, this is my second choice, so forth. And that, we don't know for sure because they don't release the results of the voting. But we think, not just me, but other people think that that had an impact on which films have won, at least in some cases, over the past nine years. For example, the speculation is that Moonlight in 2016 would not have won if it weren't for preferential voting, or Spotlight in 2015 would not have won if not for preferential vote. When did that start again? Wait. Yeah. Okay. 2009. And what's that so again? It's relatively it's when they expanded the number of, of best picture nominees. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hate five. that. I wish there weren't 8. I wish there weren't. I, th- I liked it better when well, there were 4. Well, you're a traditionalist, Pat, yes. clearly. When they expanded the number of nominees beyond 5, they also changed it to to preferential voting for mm. uh for the for the best only for the best picture voting by the way not for any of the other awards. not for the other right. categories so for example okay. that is why for example uh, one of the things that's interesting that I made a note of is that usually the t- film that wins the best picture is also the one that wins 
the most other Academy Awards in a night. Not always, but usually that is the case, okay? But in the last few years, three times that hasn't happened. Let's hear it. And one time was Spotlight, one time was Moonlight, and one time was when uh, 12 Years a Slave won. In all those years, uh, other movies won more awards, but they won the Best Picture. Now, that has happened sometimes in the history of the Academy Awards, but never as much as it has, never with as much frequency as it has happened in the past several years, which makes you think that potentially that is a way you can see an indication that the preferential voting for Best Picture is uh, having, have, has some effect. Think about it this way. If the year La La Land won most of the awards and most people thought La La Land was going to win Best Picture, Moonlight, which only won two other awards, uh, then surprisingly, and perhaps most memorably because of the confusion about the announcement, won Best Picture. That was a bit of a surprise and also a bit of an up and an upset. And that's possibly because there were people who maybe, while there are people, obviously a lot of people right. like La La Land, there are a lot right. of people who didn't like it at all. And maybe Moonlight yeah. was a lot of people's second choice for Best Picture. I don't know, and I don't mean to diminish Moonlight's achievement. Okay, I have a question. Okay. I have a question. I do too. I have whole bench questions. I'd like to put in a oh. little trivia thing here to challenge our um, <laughs> resident expert. And to I try would to, like to try to diminish my credentials yes. in the eyes, in the ears of the listening audience. I okay, have a feeling go he's going to know everything we're going to throw at him, but we got to try, right? So there are. Two movies that I know of that both received 11 Oscar nominations and both of those movies won zero Oscars. Can you name those movies? And for bonus points, what year were those movies? Uh, I'm not sure I can name those movies. I think one of them might have been The Color Purple. Ding, 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 ding. You're you're doing really well so far. And the other one... um, Do you want me to give you the year as a hint? Sure, if you give me the year. 77. I was a young six-year-old. Oh, then that's got to be the turning point. Boom! (laughs) You were really trying to trick him? Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Will you never learn, Peg? Will you never learn? I was trying to stump him. I wasn't trying to trick him. I gave him a hint. Yeah, I know. He wouldn't have gotten it. Let me, I have a question. Is, by the way, is the most Academy Awards any film has ever won. And there 11? are two films that have tied with that. Yeah. Okay. Titanic. The two films so, are Ben-Hur in 1959 and very famous one, which John just named, Titanic in 1997. I just remember, I remember that Academy Awards because it was such a, a sweep. And by the way, that is the highest rated Academy Awards of all time. Yeah, it was a great broadcast. What, but... Along oh, with those two movies, Jim. Ben-Hur and Titanic, what movie won the award in every category that it was nominated? Uh, it was the, the only movie ever. Well, there, I think there are two now, actually. The first one was Gigi in 1958. <laughs> but I believe, if I'm not mistaken, 
the part three of Lord of the Rings one on uh, every category. Wow, you are amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's I you I love that you guys are playing this game. It's kinda like let's let's it's like Jim is like this shiny new toy. We're gonna play with his brain and see if he, he remembers is. this insane trivia. But he does he remembers this stuff. It's crazy. Well, I spent a lot of time, more time than I should on this stuff. But anyway. Well. Sure. Okay, okay. Two uh, I directors. Spend more time on my actual job. <laughs> Two directors. <laughs> okay, okay. Have been nominated. Really? Peggy. We're going to do trivia quiz? Peggy, I right? thought that. Are you listening? Are you listening? <laughs> yes, two directors. Two directors have been nominated in the best directing category twice in one year. Can you name Well, them? first of all, that's Two a misdirection. Steven, Steven Soderbergh was nominated twice in, ni- in 2000 for Traffic. For a little night music? For Aaron Brockovich. Traffic and Aaron Brock. Okay. Steven Soderbergh, not Steven Sondheim. And did he win for either of those? He won for Traffic. And uh, Okay, and next? Okay, so in the early years of the Academy, that actually happened more than once. But You're looking 19- it up. You're looking it up. No, no, I'm not. In 1974, at the time, the rules were different. In 1974, <laughs> actually, uh, Francis Ford Coppola got... Would have had two nominations, but at the time they weren't. You weren't allowed to have two nominations, so his second nomination for the movie *The Conversation* was disallowed, and they and and I believe John Cassavetes got that nomination. Oh, I like John Cassavetes. Under, under the influence, I do not like. I mean, all I right. Well, like my sources film. tell me um, that in 1938, Michael Curtis Michael was Curtiz. nominated for *Angels*. With dirty faces, faces. And, and all four daughters, right? And but he that, lost that to was Frank actually, Capra for right. "You Can't, you take, can't it take It you. With You." Let me that finish. That was actually fairly common in those days that people got multiple nominations because it was allowed. All right, well, and then there you they go. stopped allowing it. Here's another oddity: in 1944, Barry Fitzgerald was co-starred with Bing Crosby in a film "Going My Way." Okay, Barry Fitzgerald got nominated for Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor for the same role in the same film. Same what? Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor. How does he play two roles? It was like Dr. Strange. No, he played the same role, but enough people voted for him in Best Actor category and enough people voted for him in Best Supporting. So after that, they changed the rules, and now... You're nominated for one. No, people say which category they want to be considered in. Oh, they ask the performer. Yeah, that doesn't seem fair. You get the best lead actor and then the best supporting, so you're supporting yourself. Well, so, I mean, <laughs> part of it is, and this well, is they, another some people didn't think there's he was a lot the lead, of people who point. think that in recent years, people who have won, oh. in some cases, the best supporting actor award have actually gotten it for roles that would traditionally be considered leading roles, okay? Right. For example, Jack Nicholson won best supporting actor for the movie Terms of Endearment, and people would say, he's really a, one of the leads in that film. Why is he best supporting actor? But, you know, that's... Yeah, I, I've had that question about movies before with that category. So basically, it's what you say. If you say, I, I'm I'm considering myself a supporting actor in this film, that's how you're categorized for purposes of the nomination. Okay. So um, for Green Book, you mentioned the guy that you really liked, whose name is... Uh, I can't remember. Maharshala Ali. So is he, he is, uh, nominated for Best Actor? 
No, Best Supporting Actor. Viggo Mortensen is nominated for Best Actor. Actor. And I think Mahershala Ali is going to win for Best Supporting Actor for Green Book. And that will be his second win in that category within three years because he also won in the same category for Moonlight. I thought they were both great in that movie. Did you like Viggo? I thought Viggo was okay. It's not the best performance I've seen. I think that uh, that movie is very problematic from my point of view. And but I did think Maharshala Ali was was terrific. I would have liked to have seen who do you more think would be a better winner character. of the best best actor? I'm not crazy about any of the nominees this year for best. Who actor, are the nominees? Just run through them. I don't remember. Uh, Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate okay. is playing Vincent Van Gogh. Um, Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Uh, Christian Bale for uh, Vice. He plays Dick Cheney. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rami Malek for uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. He plays Freddie Mercury, yeah. of course. That's supporting and, role? Uh, no, that's these are... I'm oh, sorry, he's the best, best actor. Lead. Okay, sorry, sorry. Okay. The U.S. best yeah, actor. Yeah, I'm sorry. What was the last did one? Did you not? Um, wait a minute. Who did I say already? Oh, Bradley, Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper for Stars. Bradley Cooper. No, no. He didn't get yeah. it. Yes. He oh, did. he did? He got He's nominated for actor. actor. He didn't get nominated for Best Director. Mm. Star is oh, Born, okay. which I thought was going to do great, is not going to do great, although it will probably win the Best Song Award. So the bloom is off the A Star is Born Rose, and I couldn't be happier. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, I agree with you. So who do you think? I have a question, Jim. They're all kind of like, yeah, I don't think it's a particularly strong thing. I guess if I were voting, I would probably vote for Willem Dafoe, but, but honestly, probably more as a career award than a, than, I mean, I saw that. So John, you saw No, that's the only one I didn't see. That's the only one I didn't see. And I, I saw uh, that. And I mean, his performance is okay. It's not a great movie. I thought Vigo was great. Okay. Well, obviously, you. I mean, I, I think Viggo Mortensen is a great actor, and if the if he won because he's he's given some much better performances in other films, I thought, for example, like what? The, well, Eastern Promises, which is about ten or eleven years ago, uh, was great. If you haven't seen that movie, I strongly recommend it to you. That to me, that's a a great Viggo Mortensen performance. I haven't seen that movie, but you know what movie I saw with him that I really liked was Hidalgo. I've not seen that. About the the horses across the Arabian <laughs> desert. I loved that movie. <laughs> I must have missed it's a that comedy. One, Peg. I Jim, can't see that's them all. not like you. No, it's a, based on a true story. I just like I him. Can't I think see he's them a good. All. I can't see them all, Peg. How was Jim? He? Who do you think will win lead actress? I think it will be Glenn Close again. Another career achievement award in the wife for the wife. Yeah, but she was good I as did she see often that. is. She's been nominated in both the supporting actress and the actress category. I think this is her seventh nomination. She's never won. And I, uh, she's won both the SAG and the Golden Globe. I think she's the odds-on favorite to win. I'll throw this in here, and I don't think, because I don't think there's going to be any other point for me to throw it in, but after having watched more nominated films this year than I have in a lot of years and watched just a lot of films in general more than I have in other years, the, the line that I am most outraged by after having watched them all is when I hear anybody say, and you're, you keep repeating it, Jim, that like it's a Lifetime Achievement Award or it's a, you know, it's a recognition of their other work other than in this film. That, that, that is what is making me, I'm just, I'm suddenly realizing how just insiderly gross the, the Academy is because that to me 
is, is the the worst possible reason to give an award. Well, I disagree with. They should have a separate well, award they for do. that. They, they do, do. sometimes have they special do. They Oscars have for that. But here's what I would say, John: is I, 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 first of all, look, this is not a presidential election or something like. No, that. but it's supposed it's to be a, about it's good an art. Award for, yes, it is. But here's the point: if you look at a list of nominees and you don't think any of them have particularly been outstanding, and you say, "Well, you know what? None of these are particularly great this year," but so-and-so has been doing this for a number of years, has done some great work, has never won an Oscar. So I'm, that's how I'm breaking the tie. I don't really have a problem with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I disagree with that. I'm on John's side. Yeah, well, I mean, but I mean, I mean come on. You, okay, but because you're, then you're not you, voting on what okay, they did this year. And that's the whole point. Okay, okay, annual. Too. You don't okay. give it to Glenn Close just because she has a well, great career. You give, you give it to, to what Gaga. she did this year. You give it to Lady Gaga. Okay, if or Melissa she was, McCarthy? if she was deserving, I think the woman who played uh, Queen Anne in The Favorite did a great job. Olivia. Yeah, Coleman. I agree. Olivia Coleman, I think, was terrific in in, in a movie. That, I didn't she did a great job. Like. So if I, think I were going to vote for Best job. Actress, I would probably vote for the woman from Roma, whose name yes. I can't remember now, who is actually not a professional right. actress. Who, but who did get nominated? Yeah, she's amazing for Best Actress. You guys didn't see that, Shelley and Peggy. You didn't see that. Roma, huh? Yes, we did. We and did, you didn't John. love it as much we as we did. did. Yes. No, we did. Wow, didn't. I did not well, like it. Well, tell me about that. Why not? I did. <laughs> yes. I did not I like had... it, but I didn't I love struggled. it. Love it. How? All it's I can slow. Think about is I mean, let me the, say What's this. the significance of the dog places. poop? What's the dog? Yeah. There's so much because dog poop. Because that's her life. Is she's cleaning yeah. up for their mess. Yeah, she's a she's a maid. She's her life is service. That's her life. And the one opportunity she has for freedom. Yeah, like you know, she's at the bottom oh, of the. God, she's yeah. at the bottom of the. But she doesn't the, clean it the, up. She doesn't clean it up, and the man's and the guy who leaves is so annoyed. Yeah, the guy who leaves dog is shit the everywhere. The guy who leaves is the dog. Yeah, shit. Yeah, he's the dog shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, men <laughs> in general are, but he <laughs> specifically. I mean, I will say this: it is a movie that I think could have been edited more tightly. I think sure. it is slow in sure. places. I don't think I it's didn't. a great movie. I do think it's I, a good I didn't movie. mind it. Shelly despised it. Wow. I was like, it's fine, but it wasn't really <laughs> doing anything for me. To, to my defense, I think I hated it. I, I, it was not, I didn't, I wasn't expecting it. Um, I didn't know anything about it. Not one thing. You also about had it. a hangover. And yes, and I had to be a little bit in the mindset <laughs> of, oh, I'm going to be reading. I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to be just and listening. I, and, and, <laughs> and that's true. And I know a lot of people do not like, uh, you know, having to deal with subtitles. Oh, oh, not God. me. I turn on I don't, subtitles. I don't usually have. I turn on subtitles on my guys. American movies because I can't hear anything. John, are you? I listening don't have to a me? problem with that at yeah, all. I, hear you, Peg. I turn on subtitles for everything I watch because all the bombs blowing up are so loud you can't hear the dialogue. Or it's British and you yeah, so I don't have subtitles. <laughs> um. Um, I'd like, I like foreign movies, and I like the subtitles. I, mean, you know, I think mentally I just wasn't okay, in the I right place it. for That's Roma. Possible. I mean, I'm just saying, look, I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's a good movie. Of the movies nominated, there's none I, I thought was better. That's for sure. This is a great place for me to segue because we're talking about foreign movies for uh, to quiz Jim again on his knowledge. Oh, boy. About <laughs> yeah, Peg, six... what did you do? Decide to look up? 
uh, yes. trivia Some questions stuff. for me to yes. answer? That's great. Six actors have won Academy Awards for their performances not in the English language. Can you name them? Six actors? You have 30 seconds. You mean actors slash actresses? Question. And in all categories, right? Six actors slash actresses. They just say actors, but there are men and women. Well, I know one Academy was Marion Cotillard. Uh, okay, for, ding. Uh, uh, that was one. Now, William yep. Hurt won in, in an award. I don't know if that's considered a foreign language film, although oh, the Angels, a lot of the it German is in a foreign one. language. No, I love know. that movie. He won it Wings for of Desire. Was, no, of William Spider Hurt is woman. not one of them. Okay. Um, but Marion Cotillard is. Okay, I'd have to go back and think about this. Um, Cotillard, I think is how her name is pronounced. Um, okay. This is an incredibly difficult question. I mean, all time, all anybody else, all foreign films. I'm gonna have to go this through. Is crazy. And think about this crazy. No, yeah, six gonna, of them. Do you really want me to spend time on this right now? That could take me. Do forever. you want me to tell you? You want me to give you just do it? I mean, it's kind of interesting. Give me, if you give me enough time, I can think of it, but I don't know that One I of them was it. 1961, and it was Italian. Oh, yeah. That's Sophia Loren for two women. Okay, good. The other one was 1998, <laughs> Italian. Oh, Roberto Benini for Life is Love Beautiful. Yes, bing, bing, bing. One was 2000, Spanish. Benicio Toro, del yeah. Toro? Yes. But see, wow. that movie wasn't 2000. mostly in English. So the so the answer is whether their part was not in English, because I think that's the question I'm confused about. <laughs> I don't know. Important it doesn't say that. They won performances that were not in English language. 2008 Spanish. Oh, Penelope Cruz, I guess, for the yes. Christina Barcelona. Okay, see, I would and not... Those f- I would have been thinking of foreign language films, and the only... Three that are really foreign language films are Two Women and right. Life is Beautiful. Okay. And, uh, so I'm not Marianne done with this question now Rose. that you know yeah. what it is. Those yeah. five actors slash actresses are native speakers Cotier. of those languages. So the sixth one had to learn a language. Is she Scottish? And he also won. He won. He had to learn it. Not... He does both English and Sicilian. Oh, and it was De Niro, 1974. De Niro. Yes. Robert okay, De Niro didn't see, speak English. I, what's the source of this question? The Godfather Part it's 2. Sicilian. No, no. What is this, what is the, where did you get this question from? What's the source? I don't know. The internet. What do you mean? You didn't make internet. this question the internet. The internet. Where on the internet? No. Because I would question... I would question the debt because William Hurt had as many lines in Spanish as as Robert De Niro had in Sicilian. In and and he won. Peggy, yes. you have to have a more specific source. In what year? In, I did. In, I just cut and pasted it onto a Word document and emailed it to myself. I don't know. In nineteen eighty-three, oh for Kiss of the Spider Woman. I don't okay. know where I got it. Okay. I'm sorry, That's 1985. I'm, I'm not 1983, 1985. What did you search for to get Kiss the results? I said Questions obscure, that would obscure movie facts to, I said to obscure, stop a movie buff. Yes, I did. Oscar <laughs> Heck, facts. are you happy now that I didn't get one of your questions? Now can we move on to something else? Sure. <laughs> Jim, do you care about 
um, all the categories I do. that are presented. I at like the awards, that's why I would or... be very upset if they don't. If they they I, and my here's my feeling. And uh, uh, if you uh, for people who listened last year, you know that I have literally watched every Oscar telecast since the one for the films of 1967. So this this is actually my 52nd year watching the Oscars, and so wow, I like all of the categories because you know okay Glenn Close may win an Oscar and she'll get to give a speech and that'll be fine but there's going to be somebody who's going to win an award for you know best costume design or something and this may be their only time that they have a chance to have any public recognition for their work and often the most memorable moments come I don't remember the category but who will forget last year's Oscars where the guy used his award-winning speech to propose to his girlfriend. And that wasn't one of the big categories. That was one of the so-called minor well, categories. Speaking of which, so who is the host this me, year? Uh, I think it's going to be what they call it. So what does that mean? Host. Is it like they're going to have voice which over? Or actually, is people going to walk on stage and grab no, the award? No, they're going to have different people come on stage and introduce and give out the awards. And there'll probably be an announcer you know, saying so-and-so is uh, now presenting so-and-so, two-time Academy or win winner, okay, blah, it, blah, blah, it. and they'll come on and give it. And to me, actually, I think that will make a better telecast because, uh, again, this is a matter of preference, and obviously I'm a hardcore movie person, but the idea of, you know, people complaining about how long the Oscar telecast is and then spending time while Jimmy Kimmel does one of his stupid Sticks. things of going to visit the people in the who are watching a movie or something, that yeah, to me, I, I, I mean, that's I supposed to be entertaining. That eludes me. And so they're they're mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna cut out giving awards right. to certain people right. during the telecast so that they can have more time for stupid crap like that. that yeah, I think what they should do is they should spend more time giving for the nominees a little bit of context to show the kind of labor, the artistic labor that went into those, because I, I'm interested in that. Like, like if they're looking for something that's like high interest, I feel like you can find stories within those stories or stories behind those, the creation of the, I don't know, the screenplay or the whatever, the acting, how they prepped. Or I, I'd be very curious about that stuff. But anyway, actually, I think probably the single most popular element of the Academy Awards, like for all these awards show, is the in memoriam. I I actually do. Yeah, that's always interesting. Who died this year? Right. That's sure. We all like to know who died. Last year, so many people died. Or to be reminded. Did you, Jim? Did you see the animated features and the documentaries? No, but I am hoping that I've done that for the past two years. The past two years, well, let me just back that up. The, uh, the past two years, not the animated or the documentary features, but I have seen the animated and live-action shorts. And this year, I hope to also see the documentary shorts. And I enjoyed that very much. And in fact, that is going to be my recommendation, is that everybody go out and in the theater, because they're coming out this weekend, you go see the Oscar nominated live action shorts, the Oscar nominated uh, animated shorts, and the Oscar nominated documentary shorts. They're in the theaters starting this weekend. 
they show them as a program. They put them all together, and it's like one movie you go see, and you really? see all of them. Five. Ted and I go Even every in my year. Town? We've been going since we we met, and we love it. Interesting. Yeah, there. It's it's it's. Nationally. I don't know specifically Grand Rapids, but I'll look it up for you, Peg. We, I, I know, Peggy, that they have them in, in Detroit because Ted and I went, when we were visiting friends in Ann Arbor, we I'm went sure to the Detroit Art Center uh, and saw the live action shorts at the, at the, at the theater inside of like the, the Detroit Art Museum. I forget yeah. the name of it. This beautiful old Art Deco movie theater. It's gorgeous. Huh. And we loved it. And since then, every year, Ted, I mean, Ted never wants to go to movies. And he always wants to go see that. He's like, hey, one of the shorts coming out. So the shorts are really good because it's a bunch of shorts. And it's like really pleasurable because they're all good and fascinating <laughs> and fodder for great conversation. Not well, they're fodder for good conversation because they're totally with independent things. And you know they're different, but I do think oh. that they. I do think that it's, I, I, I wish Shelly that is my, my recommendation for this podcast. We'd go it's together. To see the shorts. We'd go together. <laughs> I wish you lived in my town. Yeah. I'm having. We're having a moment. Okay. There are other people. We would. I feel <laughs> left out. Oh. No one wishes I lived. I in wish their you lived town. in my town. I don't have a town though, so I'm kind of. Well, I'm coming. Yeah. So I, I just have to tell you right here and right now, and I don't care what Jim thinks, I and or Shelly, or John. I thought the favorite <laughs> was fantastic. Okay. And John, Jim, I didn't like your reasons for why you didn't like it. I haven't it. seen it. There you go. And I also liked okay. Green Book. I thought it was wonderful. I loved Green Book. I loved Green Book. Peggy, at this point, I'm beginning to think that you have a proclivity to like certain stories. Well, for sure, I do. Like, you're more of a story person than I think, and I think Jim has pointed this out about me, that I'm kind of, I have like a sensitivity for like color and sound and light that maybe isn't a coherent story, but there's something like about the effect that is very important to me. Maybe even the medium, whether it's on a big screen or a small screen, like that that's important to me. But I feel like what I've heard from you over the last year of talking about movies with you is that you have a definitely like you're a story. Person. I do like a story. So like the Black Panther, it was fine, but it's so dumb. The guy gets thrown over the waterfall. He lives, blah, blah, blah. They've got a soup. They drink a super juice. I mean, it's just like not real. I don't think the great, I don't think Black Panther is a great movie. I'm not a particularly good fan of those type of comic book films. I thought it was well done for what it was. And obviously there's a certain right. historic significance yes, to it I agree outside with that. the text of the film. But, but having said that, I think it's an okay film. I'm, you know, I'm not unhappy that it got nominated. I don't think yeah. it should win Best Picture. By the way, Peggy, according to my information, the shorts will be showing at the Urban Institute yeah. of Contemporary Arts, which is I know where right Fulton where it Street is in West Grand Rapids, Michigan, and also out the okay, Celebration the Cinema theater. Woodland. That's right by my which house, which is on 28th Hilarious. Street. So yeah, I know <laughs> the UIC. Make sure you send them a copy of this podcast. So, so Peg, you have no excuse for not going. And actually, I so think we'll find two years ago, I can't remember the name of it, but one of the live action shorts was one of the most fun, exciting sort of films I've ever seen and enjoyable. Uh, I don't remember anything being particularly as good as that last year. And I, of course, was very upset that the 
Kobe Bryant animated short one last year, which is basically a 10-minute Kobe <laughs> Bryant, How Great I Am movie in animation. How great I am. Uh, but, of course, since the Academy, I'm sure, is so, dominated right. by Lakers This year, fans, quite by chance, I've seen two of the documentaries win. that are nominated. I've seen Free Solo and RBG, so I feel ahead of the game. Yeah. I, I haven't seen those, any of them. And I've missed them both. I haven't seen any of them. But mm. I, I think strongly predict yeah, that RBG too. will win because RBG lines up with the with the political preferences. I of enjoyed the both very much. Yeah. They're quite <laughs> different, obviously. So If Vice wins anything, I'm never watching the Academy Awards. Really? Again. Even acting or anything like that? It, it was... It was <laughs> Deeply so why upsetting. Why would you deprive yourself of that pleasure? And, it's, and, and stupid. It's a it was horrifying. A bad, it was it's a not even a film. But you know, I have to say, it's no more upsetting than but a star. Is more at least born. attempts to have a story behind it that's coherent. This was babble. This well, was this was worse Vice than a, a CNN story. documentary. No, Vice attempts to have a story. It's like it's like watching a Michael Moore film, is what it is. I could easily see. Did you see Christian it, Bale winning I think for Christian Bale, lead actor. Uh, I think oh the gosh. the best actor category is a bit, Vice, is a bit yeah. of an open. But yeah. I I think Rami Malek's going to win. Good for him. Yeah. He's great. I, I thought I he was great. I think he should. I I hey, let's move on to recommendations. To win for sure. Oh, is it time already? Yeah. Wait a minute. Are we going to make predictions? Are we making? I predictions? think we already have. Can we just make predictions? What are we making for all of them, or just for a couple? Wait, can I ask Jim well, we one more done all question? The Jim, have you seen They Shall well, Never Grow one... Old? Yes. It's a documentary no, about World War One. I wondered if you'd seen it. Yes, it is the Peter oh, Jackson. Oh, it's the Peter Jackson film. I have you not seen, seen it. it. No. Right, and basically that is where he took actual film. Oh, I heard about this. Actual contemporary film of World War One, and adjusted the speed and added color and sound, and so you could have the experience of seeing World War One as though you were there, as though a modern camera person. Kara Swisher did a uh, a podcast about that effect, about that technique, and how it went. I meant to listen to it, and I didn't listen to it. It's not. It's not without. I've heard it's beautiful. uh, It's interesting. I I I I would I would find it interesting. I have not seen it, but I I'm intrigued by going to by the possibility of going to see it. So what are we going to do? Just best picture nominee? I think I want to say the best. The best. I would say that of the big six categories, the Best Director, Best Picture, and the four acting categories, the one category that is the most wide open, that there is no clear favorite, is Best Supporting Actress. Uh, and uh, I think I could I can make a case for any of the nominees winning, but I think it will come down to between Aideen Adams for Vice and Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk. And I, I'm going to say right now, but I think it's going to be Regina King for if Beale Street could talk. But I have the okay. least confidence of that of any of my predictions. I should also tell She's you great. that Roma is the betting favorite, is the betting favorite to win Best Picture as we stand In today. Vegas? But last year, no, the betting favorite to win markets. Best Picture. Oh. Uh, well, you, theoretically, you cannot legally what? make a bet in Vegas on this, but the but you can get odds that, well, 
in Vegas, because, because uh, you see, the voting happens before the event. It's not contemporaneous with the event. So in theory, the outcome is known to certain people before it's announced. So therefore, under the, uh, it's not like a sporting event where you don't know the outcome till it happens. And therefore, it's, you're not allowed to bet on it legally in Vegas. But so, Jim, just to clarify, but your best picture um, prediction is Roma. what you think would be one. Number one would be Roma. Number two would be Black Panther. Number three would be Black Clansman. Those are my That's choices. But if I think that the I think that but, the picture that if Roma doesn't win, I think the picture that is most likely to win if it's not Roma is Green Book. Interesting turn of okay, events. So, right. So. So your academy, what you think the academy will be, number one, Roma. I think they will Roma, pick Roma, but if not, Alfonso Cuaron for Best Director. Number two, Green Book. And I think Black they will Panther. pick Romy Malik for Best Actor, Glenn Close for Best Actress, Actress Maharshal Ali for Best Supporting Actor. And I think I'm going to guess, although I think this is really wide open, Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk. Those are my predictions for the big six. Nice. Episodes. Okay. I didn't see that movie, okay. If Beale Street Could Talk. That's why I need a little bit more time. I don't think, again, I think it's a, a well-meaning but not very successful film. John, did you see it? successful adaptation of the book. Yeah, I saw it. She could talk, and I think she could win. She could win Best Supporting Actress. That, that She was awesome. I don't even know her name. What's her name? Regina King? She's Regina great. Regina King. She was awesome. But I didn't see The Favorite. Although, who is who's the Best Supporting Actress nominee for Roma? Marina de Tavira? Yeah. What did she yeah. play? The mother? Or the mother? She was the mother? No, she played the friend. Oh, the friend. The friend. Okay. Well, that's that's kind of yes. a minor role. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's a minor. That's minor. So I don't think that counts. Yeah, I would think I would have thought the best supporting actress for the for Roma would have been the wife. I, I think I'm maybe I'm right. wrong, but I think that is correct. So anyway, yeah, the friend. But well, are we all going to do these now? Are we all going to do predictions or just Jim? Sure, if you want. I should point out that okay. we all did predictions for best picture. I picked. A Star is Born. Shelley picked uh, Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Uh, John picked Roma. Yep. And uh, Peggy picked, I think, Black Panther. I did, even though I hadn't even seen it. <laughs> when did we do that? Uh, well, let me double. Let me check. <laughs> the, let me we, check. the New Year's Eve. The new, oh, the new for Year's predictions. The, oh. uh, predictions. So I got to tell you when I somebody told me I could see Black Panther on Netflix, I got all excited and you know what? I thought it was Black Klansman. So I was like, "Oh shoot, this is the superhero movie." <laughs> no, I think you can see Black Klansman on Amazon Prime though. You can but for money. And we're yes. cheap over here. For 14.99 you can buy it. Well, for five ninety nine, you can rent it. I think no, you can't. All right, wait. So I'm gonna. So let's just. Can we just spin through lead actor, lead actress, supporting actor, supporting actress, and director, or what do we want? I don't have it in front of me, so I don't know who everybody who's nominated. Oh, okay. All right, but it's okay. Go for it, John. You do it. Well, so let's just. So Shelley, Peg, I'll name them. You name who you think it is for lead actor: Christian Bale, Vice, Bradley Cooper, Star Is Born, William Dafoe, Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody, or Vito Morganson, Green Book. Peg, Vigo. And Shall I'm doing we? who I want, not who I think. I Rami. want you who you think. No, do who you, oh, who you think? think. It's a prediction. Or do both. Who's going to win? Say both. Say both. Um, 
Christian Bale and Vigo. So you want... I want Vigo. You think Christian Bale is going to win. All right. What about you, Shelly? You think Christian Bale is going to win? Rami and Christian Bale. Okay. I think Rami's going to win, and I don't really... I don't have any strong feeling. I probably I think both. Rom, I think he's going to win, and I think he should win. All right, for lead actress, Roma, uh, Yalitza Aparicio, uh, the wife, Glenn Close, Olivia Coleman, the favorite, Lady Gaga, A Star Is Born, or Melissa McCarthy. Can you ever forgive me, Peggy? Mm, tough. I think it should be Glenn Close, and I want Olivia okay. to and who win. Who do you want to win? Olivia okay. Coleman. Shelley. Uh, Olivia yep. Coleman and Olivia Coleman. Okay, I'm gonna say Glenn Close, and I thought she was great because I didn't think the movie was that good, but I thought she she made it watchable. So I'm gonna I and she was great. So I'm gonna actually say the wife, and I don't think it's a I don't think it's like a a mercy vote. I think I actually would like her to win. Um, for supporting actor, uh, Green Book. Uh, I, this is I don't even really care about this category. None of these really excite me at all. I mean, I saw Black Panther. I thought Mahershala Ali was great, by the way. Yeah. I also thought Richard Grant, even though I don't like that movie at all, was very good. Yeah. And Can You Ever It's Green Book, Black Klansman, A Star Grant? Is Born. Richard Grant was in Can, can you, you Ever, ever forgive, forgive Me? Can You Ever Forgive Me? Oh, oh. That's the movie that Melissa McCarthy. Oh, yeah, was. I didn't Let's just do one more. Let's just do director. Let's just do director. Spike Lee, Black Klansman, Powell, Pawlowski, Cold War, Yorgos, Lathimos, the favorite, Alfonso Cuaron, Roma, and Adam McKay, Vice. Peggy? I think that Roma will win. I want the favorite to win. Okay, Shelly? I think Roma will win both. Yeah, I'm the same on that one. Okay, so we're on the same page. Okay. And by the way, Alfonso Cuaron did win the Director's Guild Award for Best Director, which has a very strong record of predicting who will win the best Oscar for Best Director. Got it. All right, let's do recommendations, guys. Okay, I've given you mine. Go see the Oscar-nominated shorts. Uh, Peggy? Um, I recommend having a polar vortex and getting called off of work <laughs> for the first time <laughs> since 1989. I've never gotten a snow day. So wait a minute. So what are they, they can't close the hospital. They clo- for non-essential personnel, they they told us not to come in. So wait, for, aren't nurses essential Yeah, but I'm not that kind of a nurse. <laughs> I'm not that kind of a nurse. I'm not a Wait, bedside. But you take care of sick people, don't you? I know. I'm not, not really. a bedside research nurse. Yeah. So on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Okay, that to me seems insane. They told us not to come into work. Never in my life. I mean, I guess when I lived in Philly, we couldn't go to work because of Hurricane Andrew. But other than that, it hasn't been since I was a high schooler that I was told not to come okay, to work. I would think when when the weather is bad like that, you want as many nurses and doctors available as possible. Oh, they were sending but. us a billion text messages. If you have four-wheel drive, can you go pick up people who have to report to work? Can you take people home? All this sort of mm-hmm. stuff, but I'm a non-essential personnel, so I stayed home. But then I found you, out when I got there. You know where you are essential. You're essential to this podcast. Yeah, and that's why I got to watch Roma because I had some time <laughs> off in the middle of the day. John, by the way, I think you're right. I'm wrong. I think Maria Di Tavera did play the. Uh, wife. That would make sense. That would have yeah. to make sense. She was okay. overwhelming. So I'm. The, I was wrong. The, about the that. presence. So, Shelley. There's my recommendation. Oh, I Have got a your, polar yeah, vortex. I love it. Have a polar vortex. Shelly. My recommendation is if you're going to eat a mango, that you peel it with gloves on so you don't have an mm. allergic reaction. 
You had an allergic reaction to the skin of a mango. That's what I think yes. today. My face got all red and my hands got itchy. I got itchy in weird places. And Are you hot. sure you just didn't fall in love with someone no. at first sight? Shelly, can you've never we had a put, mango before? No, I have. It and it, I've, but I don't. And I have had one before where I've peeled it and I had a little bit of hot, itchy palms thing, uh-huh. but this was really bad. My throat got this a little This is a smaller. known side effect of mangoes, people. I didn't know that. I bet oh, Jim really? Thanks, and John Shelley. both by theirs already peeled. I See, do. I don't really eat mangoes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah John's had mangoes Jim's before. anti-fruit. I, I've had it. No, I'm not anti-fruit. I love fruit. I've so had it before. Sh- Shelly, do they have permission to put your picture on the web? On the, on the Absolutely freaking not. No, I look <laughs> terrible. So that so so you would be you would vote against us live streaming the podcast. Oh no, I will. If we live stream, I'll look pretty. But this, I look like somebody had taken a an iron, so, pressed it against my face, and made it red. <laughs> so that it, when we live stream the podcast, you're not allowed to have any mangoes. Yes, We're never I'm live streaming the podcast. By the way, why we, we are we are Luke and Tiffany have been live. I don't streaming. care what Luke and Tiffany are doing. We're our own I people. I care very much what Luke and Tiffany do. So they're rapidly replacing lame, you as my favorite grand rapidity. That was That's a lame fine. recommendation me for say. me, but that was it's top no, of it's mind. No, it's a good one. And it's, it's good. You never it's, know it, until it, it, it happens. So far advice. we're... Yeah. Yeah, it's a public you service. You have bad weather so you can stay home from work, but when you're staying home from work, don't <laughs> have a mango. A mango. Okay, John. excellent. So far, John, this recommendation thing is working out great. So my recommendation is get on. Everybody should get on Twitter more. I have to tell you, I have Bored. I have made a kind of a decision to start being more on social media. I hate Facebook, and I'm never going to go on Facebook. But I but the idea of like a totally public place where like there can be an open discussion about something I think is cool. And I would like, and broadly, I think everybody should get uh, go on Twitter. And if you don't have a Twitter account, open one, but narrowly I'd ask, I'd like everyone to go on our Twitter, um, Twitter feed and vote for the surveys that are coming out. Cause we have some great surveys coming oh, out. The two guys great. in search, uh, the two guys in search, uh, um, Twitter and you can, and people can also tweet us directly, of course, but I've gotten some great survey results, which I will, uh, I'll, I'll accrue and bring to another podcast. So that's my recommendation. Well, John, that's a good segue to end to it. To appease you, to appease you, I have opened a Twitter account. Voila. But I have to say, I've never seen anything on Twitter that made me think that this was worth valuable. it. it, it yes. it's, it's a, it requires a certain amount of, we can go in more depth later, but there's, there's a finesse to it. And there's a, there is a, a pattern and there's some information that's, it, that's, that's more than just like one way provided information from like big news sources that can lead to like dialogue in a healthy way. It doesn't have to be all spamming and cruelty and aggressive attacks. Well, maybe we should talk about things. So we can talk about this another time, but it's an idea. Take us out, John. But Oh, I wanted to mention one thing. Yes, Jim. Before, before, it has not yet happened, but by the time this podcast drops, it will have happened. The... One of the four musical artists that Annie Heinz recommended to us is having the rare honor of being both the host and the musical guest on an upcoming Saturday Night Live. Wow. Halsey Halsey. is going to be one of the few people who will be both host and musical guests on the Saturday Night Live to be broadcast on February 9th, which will actually be after 
which will actually have already occurred by the time this podcast drops. But that is that there, the list of people who that has been afforded to is basically wow. you can count them on two hands. Maybe I'll fly to New York and get in line for that. There you go. If you do, I'll be. I will actually be in New York at that wow, time, but I'm cool. not going to be. I've done that once, that, and I would do so. it again. It was very fun Did being in a live in? recording of SNL. Well, I've been to the live recording, but only because my son and daughter-in-law contrived to get me a ticket. One time. <laughs> contrived, but uh, I've never stood in line. So you actually stood in line and got yeah, in. Yeah, we stood in line, and got in. We stood in line early. It was the freezing cold, like it was February, and we were we had. Well, that probably helps if it's freezing yeah, cold. Yeah, yeah, we stood in the freezing the, cold. It was painful, it, but we did. So, it. what time did you get in line? I early, like t- ten. Not wait, no. What? So you spent no in the morning. It was in the morning. It was like four in the morning or something like that. Is that possible? So you were in line. Yeah, because you get in line at like, like four in the morning hours. or two in the morning, and then you get tickets. At some, oh, and I then see. you come back. You get like a something. There's some. That's how they do it. Like they they give you like a voucher and say, "Here's your place." Yeah, back correct. At six o'clock. Yeah, or something. something like that. I forget how okay. it works, but it was it was a weird. We got up in the middle of the night. It was entertaining. Um, but we'd like to thank our guests today, Jim Gentilly, for being uh being the victim <laughs> of Peggy and Shelley's vicious attacks at Trivia Knowledge. Well, first of all, let me be fair. There were no vicious attacks, and Shelley was very nice. But and Peggy was determined to stump me, and I think she did on one of those questions. Okay, well, I we hope can, she's happy. We, she did, but I and, and Peggy's going to get better better at citing her sources in the future. Yeah. Um, we would like to thank yeah. So we thank Jim. We thank everybody. I'd like to thank all of you for listening. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate us. That always helps us. We would really like to hear from you. You can direct tweet us or tweet us to us publicly on Twitter, which I which I'm pushing people toward. But you can also do it directly on our website or just via email two guys in search at gmail.com take our and, survey uh, we hope to hear you yeah and definitely take our survey and uh the new thing i want to point out is if you have an iphone or a mac or an ipad you can go to siri and i won't say the hey word before siri because if i say those two words together it might make your phone or thing go up but if you say hey and then her name and then say play play two guys in search of an argument it will play our podcast and you can also subscribe to our podcast that way by saying hey mm, subscribe to two guys in search of an argument and you will subscribe and it's pretty cool so you can get the latest episode original episodes anything you want just by talking to siri that's awesome so thanks a lot and uh I think they should change Siri to Shelly, so it should be Hey Shelly. That's not a bad idea. That would be awesome. All right. Have a great fortnight, everybody. See you in a fortnight. Bye.